Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of With Love Alexa. Today I have Katrina Badowski. She's a former NFL and NBA dancer, and she was also on The Bachelor season 24. Today we're going to talk all things mental health and body image and how she stays strong during hard times. Hey Katrina, how are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you so much for having me, Alexa. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Of course. I'm so excited. Um, I love like talking to people and just everyone comes from all walks of life. So it's fun to like get to know everyone's stories. Absolutely. And admittedly, this is my first ever podcast. So I'm excited and I'm nervous, but I'm ready to get going. It's all fun. Don't worry. It'll be very easy. (laughs) So one thing we were kind of talking a little bit before, but like I said in the intro, you were um, a former pro NFL and NBA dancer. Mm-hmm. Maybe you want to give us a little bit of a background on how you got into dancing and kind of your journey to that point. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, growing up, was um, in like every sport imaginable. My parents put me in everything from basketball, swimming, t-ball, softball, Um, dance was really the only thing that I really felt like I flourished in. I was always kind of smaller for my age. So, um, regarding other sports, that's a little difficult dance. I always felt like strong. So, um, that was just a constant in my life from the very beginning. Um, so it was basically from studio dance to my high school dance team, to my college dance team, and then auditioning for NFL, um, and then NBA. So, Um, I think it's an interesting perspective and a shared experience among a lot of dancers that we grow up in front of a mirror, basically, for all of our, you know, free extracurricular time. Um, And so that's sort of why um, when you asked me to speak on mental health, um, body image came to mind as just a personal lived experience that I have that I've um, been very self-aware on and have worked on. hard towards having a healthy body image. That's amazing. And yeah, I could see like being a dancer, you have to have a certain like physique, you have a certain like to be able to do what you do. Did you, how was that? Like, tell us a little bit more, like, did you go through rough periods? Yeah, so I think just Growing up from the very beginning, when you're even just a child, you pick up on so many explicit and implicit cues about what's right or what's wrong or what's valued more, you know, just even as a normal kid outside of sports, just what's, what's, um, what the media tells you um, that you, you know, kids are smart, they pick up on things really quickly. And I think especially in the dance world where um, it's such a physical um, art that, um, you know, you're constantly seeing yourself in the mirror, comparing yourself to those that are around you. Um, it's costumes and how things fit, and it's the aesthetics um, more than just the sport of dance. So, um, and I think as you get older and kind of climb the ranks, um, if you you know get to collegiate and pro levels, it starts to become more explicitly about how you look. Um, even when you're standing still, not even just like how you, how well you dance. It's about what your physique looks like. Are you yeah. cut in the right ways? Are you curvy in the right ways? Are you tight and toned? Like what's it look like regardless of how you dance? 
Um, so it becomes so much more about your physical looks. Um, so I think, you know, I've had a lot of time to reflect back on that period um, that it's kind of like retrospectively um, self-analyzing myself and, and how I was um, treating myself and my body during those years um, because it was something that I wanted so badly, especially, you know, at the collegiate pro levels, I wanted to be, you know, part of that culture. I wanted to, you know, make those achievements. Um, and even when you're already there, then you want to be the best that you can be on the team. And um, there's, you know, climbing goals within that already successful atmosphere. So um, looking back, you know, it wasn't the healthiest in terms of how I was viewing my body and how I was treating my body. Um, I, but it's a weird relationship because I don't, I don't regret it. Like if I could go back, like I'm so thankful for all those experiences, yeah. but what I want to do and hope to do is just to be extremely self-aware and self-correct and how I'm treating myself in the present. You can't go back and change the past, but, and then hopefully be able to change the culture. You know, if I get the honor of, you know, being involved with a program um, down the road, um, you know, making sure that I have certain standards when it comes to how we're treating these performers and making them feel the environment that we're putting them in regarding body image um, and how we're valuing them for, you know, much more than just what they looked like. So um, just to, speaking on when I was going through it, you know, yeah. being so extremely um strict on you know what I was eating um how much I was exercising and you know it's this it's hidden behind this weird veil of like you need to you know look your healthiest but like who's defining what right healthy and in shape and fit is because and every body is different so right. they're in their mind they're healthy might be too skinny for someone's body Absolutely. And I've seen so much of that, um, not only yeah. myself, but a lot of my peers, you know, like I, you know, a disclaimer, like I'm not a mental health professional, like all of my, <laughs> and all of my perspectives are based on my lived experiences and, and also just the knowledge that I've gained through conversations with my peers. But I think that is powerful. Um, you know, I have a ton of friends that even just this last weekend, I was out grabbing dinner and drinks with some girlfriends and we used to dance together professionally. And, you know, we're kind of picking up the pieces and healing ourselves today in the present, yeah. you know, based on the lifestyle that we had then, um, in order to like reach all those goals and accomplishments that we wanted. So, um, yeah, I, wish that the culture would change in the dance community to be more inclusive. Um, I think it's just, I feel like we're in a movement right now currently where um, body positivity is being yeah. more than ever before. Um, and I, ha I want to see that like pulled over into the dance community, into the modeling community, you know, anything that's like physical and art. There needs to be more representation. There needs to be true health, not just one shallow, narrow version of right. health. Um, 
that's deemed as like sexy you know we need we need more representation of all different kinds of sexy all different kinds of healthy um i just think that's what's right and that we should fight for that in all realms um and i just happen to be a part of the dance community so that's what i'm you know speaking on but um i think you know when i started realizing it like i would I would lay in bed and look at pictures of myself on game day, you know, like the next week and I should be celebrating this accomplishment, but I was, I would lay there and I would cry because I would just pick myself apart over, you know, what my stomach looked like in these photos and, you know, you know, just feeling so down about myself when I didn't deserve to feel that way at all. Um, And then it's like that layered um, mental, illness where you feel shame and then you feel ashamed that you're ashamed and it's like yeah you don't need to feel a certain way about how you feel like how you feel is enough you know um so, but that's just you know it would spiral and eventually I just had had enough I there was one point I was probably like three years like halfway through my professional dance career not that this was the cure-all but I made a commitment to myself at that certain point because I was so disappointed in how I was feeling and continuing to allow myself to feel. And I made a commitment to myself that even if I still felt those negative things, I was no longer going to speak it. I just, it was something I wanted to try. Yeah. Um, I think we're so used to, especially as women, um, we, we self, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Self. deprecate or yeah Yeah. I'm like (laughs) and it's so casual and and if you do it in a social setting it's so normalized that's so toxic to me and so I wanted to just put an end to it you know stop the comments to my that were I thought were somehow supposed to be comforting like if I acknowledged to other people like how I felt about myself in a negative way like but I I just wanted to put an end to that because that wasn't really helping so um sure enough after just a few months even if i thought those things i just wouldn't let it come out of my mouth i started to to actually change how i felt about myself as a result which was really powerful and it and it made me realize the power of um of words of of how you speak um of words yeah i just and from there, I kind of continued um, with that commitment and started challenging even people in my life, you know, not tolerating that kind of talk, you know, self-talk that people are just so used to rolling off the tongue um, because it's harmful to them and it's harmful to the people around them as well. And while it's innocent, it's, it's important to be self-aware and realize the magnitude of what the, what you're actually doing with those words. Yeah. Um, and I think, too, you should never underestimate the power that you have to change the world. I mean, it's a ripple effect. I'm just one person, but if I can impact myself and impact my closest circle and, and maybe right. the way that they view and are self-aware about how they speak to themselves about body image and, and to others, then, you know, that, that can change them and how they decide to raise their kids and, and, you know, it's just like such a, it, it has so much power, just, just you. So, yeah, um, you know, having that, that knowledge and believing that you can actually, you know, make a difference. And, um, I have a story actually recently, um, 
I was home for Christmas. My, my mom, my sister and I were all hanging out. My mom wanted to show us her cute outfits that she had picked out for our vacation, our family vacation that we take every year. We were going down to Key West. And so she was in the bathroom changing, like showing us all of her outfits. And when she was in the bathroom, she was like talking to us around the corner. And she was like, oh, I'm so fat. I hate how I look. I'm never eating again. And I was like, mom, literally stop that right now. That is so toxic. If Anna, that's my sister, if, if, if Anna or I a year from now comes down with some sort of illness where we happen to gain a ton of weight as a result, how is that supposed to make us feel about ourselves? Like what you're saying about yourself is you're putting a, a standard and an opinion out about what what a certain body shape is right. valued at. And that's, I just, I will never talk about myself, especially in front of my kids like that. And she was like, you're right, you're right. It, but it's, it's, I don't, I'm not mad at her. It's, it's just because she's so used to yeah. you know, people talk like that. And she talks like that to comfort herself, but it's gotta stop. We've gotta like talk more about like, Hey, this isn't okay. Like, yeah, that doesn't mean you always have to be hundred percent happy with your body, but you have to draw a line somewhere and, and a good place to start yeah. is just how you talk about yourself and, 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 and be more aware. Yourself. Right. So that is, um, what something that happened recently that has kind of stuck with me. It's like the power of your words to yourself and to those around you as well. Yeah. I think I'm like working on that myself. I think sometimes I like there's parts of my body I don't like and I will sometimes say it, but I'm trying to like learn to just in, like who I am and be who I am. And I'm always working on myself. I've been like meditating and journaling. So it's like helping me to like bring in inner peace. That's so strong and powerful. I love that for you and for anyone. And I think too, like it's amazing to put the effort in and something that I've been realizing and when I talk to people about this, when we have these negative feelings about our body image, we, it helps so much to realize like the root of where this is coming from, because we put so much like blame on ourselves, like, oh, right. I feel this way about myself. But if you start but to why? be a little more self-aware, you're feeling this way because of, of the community and the culture and the society we live in that's constantly telling us that we're not enough. Like, for example, like capitalism feeds off of us not feeling enough because then we will buy stuff in order to fill that void, in order right. to reach that level of happiness. And so diet culture, exercise culture, all the products you can use to get that body, this and that, it, it's, it's designed to make us feel like we're not enough because we don't have that or this. Right. Our you have the newest thing or the best thing right right so I think being self-aware to know like okay it's nothing wrong with me it's just I my mental health in that regard is a product of my environment and yeah. I can be aware of that number one so I don't put like self-blame on myself for it and then two I can start to structure my life to be exposed to things more intentionally you know, unfollowing on social media, things that bring, you know, that mm -hmm. vibe to your timeline. 
Um, I recently joined a Facebook group um, of women who practice intuitive eating. And that's a completely different topic that we can get into. Um, that's something I've been focusing a lot on. But just intentionally having that in my timeline as I'm scrolling throughout the day, you know, instead of all the ads telling me I need to buy this or try that, yeah. you know, if conversations with real women are, you know, around the country or the world that are going through the same things and have the same intentions regarding um, relationship with food and with body um, that, you know, helps me throughout the day because I see it in it and it reminds me to stay grounded and understand and be self-aware and then know that I'm not alone too. Yeah, no. And I agree. And another thing we were kind of talking about was like the, how the world is like society. Like for the longest time we had this look, it was like a size zero, size two. And that was what was looked at as what you wanted to be. Now it's getting into like more curvy and bigger, which is amazing. But then it starts to also, I feel like it can't just be, it's either one or the other. And it always is. And I think it needs to be somewhere in the middle. I think just your body in general. Yes. Because now people are more into curvy and bigger and plus size. And, but then they're looking at people that are skinny as, well, they don't have this or too skinny or whatever. So it's, it's always like a, there's always an issue. So I feel like we just need a healthy body for your body. Yeah. I agree. Not like normalize normal bodies. Yeah. That be a hashtag of some sort. Um, Maybe we'll make it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it sounds like you're very self-aware and knowing that it's all about, you know, it's fads, what, you know, what society's telling us is the ideal body. And I think if you look through history as well, there's, you know, there was a time where um, having weight was a sign of wealth. And so that was an admired body shape. Um, And, you know, lighter skin versus like tan because, you know, different things with social statuses. If you you worked in the field, you know, you were a lower class. I was looked down upon. And now like everyone gets spray tans and goes to the tan, you know. Um, So it's always fads and I think if you can take a step back and be self-aware instead of be so consumed by it all the time it's just going to help you with balance in your mental health regarding your body image I do I agree I and it's been something new like a lot newer that's come to me in those thoughts like I was always I look so like this I look bad I look whatever so I'm starting to try and be more aware and I think I'm it's like the perfect time to have this conversation so yeah good yes I love conversations. I'll always be down to chat about this stuff. I think vulnerability is so important and that's obviously a huge theme in your podcast. So thank you for being a platform where people can express themselves and other people can tune in and listen to real things. Yeah. Um, One of the things I wanted to ask, like I like to ask everybody um, as we're kind of going to start to like wrap up a little and then, but when you're having those hard times or it could have been back when how what do you do to stay strong in those moments Ooh, that's a good question I think it's a plethora of things um I have dabbled in journaling like that definitely helps to put your put your thoughts and feelings into actual words um especially written on paper like more like definite um it helps to look back on that stuff too to see how far you've come and things like that I think it's also really important to have a strong support system, Um, you know, quality over quantity when it comes to friendships. And I'm all about, you know, being friends with with whoever I meet, but I'm talking about that core group. That core, yeah. 
um, you know, you want to share the same life values, this and have a safe space to, to come with any of your, you know, things you're dealing with. I definitely can contribute a lot of my um, overcoming things to the kinds of friends that I have. Um, I think um, also just knowing that whatever you're going through isn't going to last forever. You know, I feel yeah. like it's that thing that I was talking about, like the layered mental illness of like, I have anxiety and then, oh my God, I feel so bad about myself that I have anxiety. Like, no, just yeah. let yourself have the anxiety. No, this too shall pass. Exactly. Again, with the words, I think words are really powerful. So instead of saying, um, I am insecure or I am blank, you know, I have an insecurity. Like, yeah. don't make it all consuming because you're more than you're feeling. You are right. you. And you happen to be experiencing these emotions that they they're big at the time, but they're fleeting. They will they will pass by. So I think also stepping back and having that awareness yeah. about how that works. Um, it takes you know all that more of that pressure off you that oh no, I happen to be experiencing this. I am not this. Right. I love that. And it is so important because every little part of us, it's all a part of us. It's not us. Like I'm not exactly. my chronic pain. You're not your, this person's ill. They're not their, they're not their right. illness. They're, yeah. if that's, I have this. And I, I like that too. Yeah. Or even people with, um, people who have disabilities, you know, you don't, you don't call people. And this is something that I think people could afford to learn more, but again, people yeah. don't know, they don't know. I'm not going to shame people for it, but I work with, um, kids with special needs. And, I do too. Um, that's awesome. And Sometimes, you know, it's just the little subtleties and how you say things, you know, yep. they're not special needs kids. They're kids. It's with, with yes. special needs. And, you know, I think just changing that wording around is powerful yep. or whatever, whatever it is, whatever purpose, right. but even in that specifically, you know, you're not shrinking um, these individuals down to like one aspect of who they happen to be, you know, they are kids right. who also happen to have this. Um, but I think, yeah, again, the words are so powerful. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing with my audience. Where can you be found? Um, um, I can be found yeah, on Instagram, K Badowski. That's my handle. Um, I'm on Twitter too. What else? What other platforms are there? I can't keep up. <laughs> I don't even know anymore. Yeah, Instagram, you can find me, um, K Badowski. All right. Well, thank you so much. Um, and this was another episode of With Love Alexa. I'll talk to you guys next time. Bye.